This is the 12 Songs of Christmas, today with Janie Fricky. My name is Alex Rawls, and this is my podcast about Christmas music. Today, I'm talking to country singer Janie Fricky, who released her first Christmas album, A Country Cowgirl Christmas, earlier this October. I'll talk to Janie shortly, but I want to start with an appeal on behalf of New Orleans singer Debbie Davis. Last season, Debbie appeared on the podcast, and she's one of the people I've talked to most about Christmas music because it's one of her obsessions, just like mine. She also connects to it on a number of levels that all make sense to me. She and her husband, Matt Perrine, began recording Christmas music as gifts for family members when they were too strapped for more expensive gifts. They recorded their Christmas album, Oh Crap, It's Christmas, in 2014. And not only is it a good, smart album of popular and lesser-known holiday songs, but the album and the yearly shows reflect Christmas music's communal nature. Because of coronavirus, the show can't take place this year, so she's trying to record a second album of Christmas music with the idea of bringing together the musicians who would have played in the show and getting them a paycheck. If you want to help some musicians get to work and get paid during this holiday season, contributing to Debbie and Matt's new Christmas album is a great way to start. You can find the details and a link on Facebook if you search Debbie Davis, Oh Crap, It's Christmas, and I'll put a link to that page and her episode in the show notes. From 2014's Oh Crap, It's Christmas, this is their version of Tony Bennett's Christmas in Herald Square. Bundled up from head to toe, I smile and it begins to snow. And everywhere I feel good cheer Where that old familiar sound I hear Sidewalk Santa rings his bell Pushcart vendors send the smell Chestnuts floating through the air It's Christmas in Herald Square Selling pine trees in the snow Janie Fricky won Female Vocalist of the Year from the Country Music Association in 1982 and 83. And she's been a hitmaker nominated for three Grammys. Earlier this year, she released A Country Cowgirl Christmas that in part reflects her longtime home in Texas. The album delivers a lot of country standards with a solid nod to the honky-tonk, something you don't get that much from country music these days. Exhibit A, her version of The Christmas Song, complete with a beautiful pedal steel giving it all the twang you can handle. We'll hear a little of that, and then we'll get on to my interview with Janie. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire 
Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by a choir and folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe. So first off, how is it that this is your first Christmas album? Uh, why not sooner? <laughs> That's a great question. I keep asking myself the same thing. Um, you know, it's taken me a whole career and a whole lifetime to finally do the music that I grew up singing and that I love the most uh, as a childhood uh, memory is to do the Christmas music, to celebrate the holiday with the family, and it's one of my favorite times. So this has been a real thrill to be able to do this. Did this ever come up as a conversation before? As something else? Have you ever had the conversation, like maybe it's the time we should do a Christmas record? Well, I've certainly had requests, and and it's been a thought that's been kind of milling around for a while, but I never really planned on recording another album. Every album I've done, I've always thought that's going to be my last project. Well, so now we've learned how to do it here at the ranch in the studio, which is Judge Studio. And we just bought the equipment and Jeff went ahead and, you know, learned how to do that. And we, we've got the music down. We got the vocals down. He mixed it. Uh, we had the, the orders printed up and here we are. We're in the we're in the CD business. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, I know they do, they don't do CDs maybe anymore, but then I've been shipping them out like crazy. People do like to have the CD to hold in their hand. Yeah. I, I think that's absolutely true. And I mean, and fortunately, I mean, you were in the right business because I, I believe that country is the place still where there are the most people who are still attached to the physical object. So Right. I think that's, I think that's true. Uh, and it's just... It's like holding an LP, an original album, and reading all the musicians that were on that and the place that it was recorded at. I don't know. It gives you more of a home, home, down home touch and a feel, something to connect with. Yeah. So, so the songs you recorded here are songs you've known all your life. So, what challenges? Right. What challenges came up when it came time to record them? Well, there's a couple on there, actually, though. There's one uh, that I wrote just recently this past season, but there's one from our Lutheran hymn book. So when we go to church and, and during the holidays, it's called Once in David's Royal City. And I had never heard that hymn before, but uh, they started it last season, and I think it's been around a long time. And so I that was a favorite of mine, and, and so we started picking the music, and I said, we decided, let's go ahead and do this one. So... That's how that turned out. But most of them are songs that I've sung for many, many years. Once in Royal David City Stood a lowly cattle shed Where a mother laid her baby In a manger for his bed Mary was that mother mild Jesus Christ her 
But I, I wonder, it's one thing to sing it when it's just, it's the season and everybody just sort of sings. But another thing, when you're in the studio and this is now, this is now money and this is now career. And I wonder when it comes time to do some of these songs, if there were some of them that surprised you or had something in there that you had to think about how to do or something that would pose a challenge you hadn't expected before. That's true. Although I, I mostly did the arrangements that I grew up singing, like for instance, Oh, Holy Night. That's very standard and basic arrangement. Uh, but when it came to the instrumental turnaround or when it came to figuring out what instruments were going to be highlighted in the, in the music, um, my guitar player in my band is a genius and he came up with all of the plans, the arrangements. Uh, and I would actually, I sat at the kitchen table here with my acoustic guitar and kind of just picked out each song, very simple and sent them to him. And then he, he arranged it. And then we started working on the tracks. Oh, that's great. This is one of the things that fascinates me. I must say about Christmas music is how ultimately it's kind of the one music where your personal life, your sort of your even your domestic life, your professional life, your commercial life, your artistic life, all kind of come together. And that I these are the songs you've known since before you thought about having a music career, and they're now like songs that you sort of work out sitting at the kitchen table. That seems perfectly sort of apropos. It, it really is. And it fell into place so easily because I immediately knew I wanted to do Winter Wonderland. I mean, that's one of my favorite up-tempo, good-feel Christmas songs. And then I immediately knew I wanted to do Nat King Cole's The Christmas Song, Chestnuts Roasting, because I had sung that from the time I was a little girl, and I remember Mother playing that at the piano, and that was that was our favorite song. It's a ballad, but it's such a beautifully done ballad, especially when you hear Nat King Cole do it. So uh, all these were reminiscent, special memories, and it's just a warm feeling when you realize. And, and also, What Child Is This? and Let It Snow. Those are just uh, favorites that I, I did all through college. I, I remember I would sing it. Christmas parties or Christmas dinners, and I would serenade the people in a restaurant while they were having their dinner, and I'd walk around singing, What Child Is This?, and play it on my acoustic guitar. And so I can connect to each one of these songs in some certain way like that. Oh, that's great. You finished with uh, "Twas the Night Before Christmas" as just a straight reading of the piece. Why? Why did you do that? That's another thing that's part of my my traditional heart that come, that goes out at holiday time. And I picture seeing doing it like on the square in in town at the city square, and let the little kids come up and gather and read it out of this old book that I've had, Norman Rockwell book with all of his artwork. And there it is. It's written up in there. Uh, Twas the night before Christmas. And it ends with happy Christmas to all and to all a good night instead of Merry Christmas to all. Right. So that takes me back to the old English setting, the way it was written in old time England. Mm -hmm. Happy Christmas to all. Right. 
Why did you decide not to put any musical backing behind it? I just, I guess we just felt like it should be simply done, just verbal only. And we'd already done all the music to eight songs, and we thought this would be a neat way to close it out. I could see the, the lights coming down, maybe some twinkling candle lights, and just hear the poem as it's written. Mm-hmm. I, I have to and say. It's such a great, it, the content. Go yeah, ahead. The content of the poem has so much, the content of the poem and the story is so interesting to listen to. I guess you don't need to be interrupted by music in the background. Sure, I, uh, that makes total sense. I have to say, I have known that, like everybody, I've known that since I was a child, and I swear it wasn't until a year or two ago that I thought about laying a finger aside of his nose as a signal between Santa and the narrator, like, let's keep this between us. Like, let's make this our little <laughs> secret. And it's like, when I, when I, when I twigged on it, I was like, of course. But at the same time, it was like it was something that I had lived, lived with all my life. And I kind of wondered when I was thinking about that, if there were moments in making, the, in making this record and going back over this material you've known all your life, if you made a connection or two or heard something in a way that you didn't hear it until you had to pay attention to it to sing it, like for, for, for money. Oh, yeah, right. I think every time that I do a delivery on any of these songs or this poem, you know, something else, like a light bulb, goes off in a different way. And I relate to these now in a different way, especially this in, in December when I get to actually do concerts. We have several Christmas shows booked. And, um, and we titled it A Cowgirl Country Christmas just simply for the, it sounds, A Cowgirl Country Christmas sounds more fun to say. And um, I'll be dressed in my red cowgirl gear that's for sure i've got to get some fringe some fringe and some boots and the hat and the whole works but uh yeah it's just a fun it's a fun way of delivering all this great music in a special way every time we play it and sing it twas the night before christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring not even a mouse the stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that saint nicholas soon would be there The children were all nestled, all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama and her kerchief and I and my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. This album is actually already out. This came out out September 25th. And and I know as somebody who I start my podcast uh, on the uh, Wednesday after Labor Day each year, and so, and I have people asking me, why are you starting Christmas so soon? And so I suppose I should now pass the question to you. Why get your, uh, your record out so soon? You know, we were wondering about when to go ahead and get the news out for this. And we thought, why not go ahead and do it as soon as possible? The end of September, that's entering into the next holiday month, October with Halloween, and then Thanksgiving following that. This gives, gives people to, a time enough to think it over. Do we want to get some of these? Um, do we want to start planning our Christmas holidays? And, of course, you know, all the gifts and all the things are in the stores coming up pretty soon. So we thought we'd get a head start on it. 
and uh, just to make it available. And I have been shipping out. One lady ordered five copies. Uh, several other people are ordering a couple copies, probably for gifts sure. or for their family. And so I said, we may have to put in a second order when we we may have to go to the CD guy and, and disc up some more of these and get them ready. But uh, oh, that's great. We have several hundred copies. Yeah, we have several hundred in stock ready to to share over the Facebook page and over my website. So that's where people can order them. So you said you're going to be doing uh, some Christmas shows in December? Yes, we are. We are booked and we are positive, optimistic that we will be doing shows in December. Ah, 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 ah. (laughs) Uh So we're ready. Have I have to ask, do you have any anxieties about doing shows during these days, during these times? Uh, not at all. Really, I don't. Um, I make a funny little joke about it. We eat a lot of meals, and I cook a lot of meals, and I keep saying that's to keep our immune system up. <laughs> I, think, I think the more you eat, you exercise, and you take care of your health, and you're conscientious of what you do, you can keep your system strong. I think a lot of that um, makes, uh, that's a pretty good important point, just in general, day to day, um, because the more we are conscientious of staying strong and being healthy, I I feel that um, we can beat this, you know, like we could beat a flu or a cold or any other germ that comes along our way, although, of course, this is very serious uh, one that's, uh, that's taken a different spin, but yeah, I'm I'm very uh, hopeful, and we're looking forward to. It. We actually travel to four different cities. One of them is New York City. Wow! So that that one might be interesting uh, <laughs> ah, to, ah, to ah. figure out how to get in in and out of New York City. But hopefully, in the next eight weeks, it'll be better. Yeah, I hope so too. Thanks to Janie Fricky for the time and the talk. A Country Cowgirl Christmas is on sale now wherever you get your music, as is Debbie Davis and Matt Perrine's Oh Crap, It's Christmas. If you want to help them pay New Orleans musicians to make another album of Christmas music, you can contribute to that effort as well. Again, the link is in the show notes. As usual, you can find me at 12 Songs of Christmas on Facebook, and I'll put information about both albums there. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to 12 Songs wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, tell your friends. This is our season, and we've got some cool conversations coming up. You can also see my coverage of music and culture in New Orleans at myspiltmilk.com. We'll finish with one more from Janie Fricky. This is her version of Let It Snow from A Country Cowgirl Christmas. Talk to you next week. The weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Now it doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn for popping. The lights are turned way down low. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I hate going out in the storm.